This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. To hell and back is in the job description. Being roughed up, scuffed up, run over, kicked, thrown, dropped, dunked, and done the unthinkable is a duty we've embraced for more than 40 years. Through superior engineering and constant innovation, only Pelican has conquered the chaos a life of ambition can dish out. And we've done it to empower you. Yeah, Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. Mindset Podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. I'm your host, Chris Slifka. I have special guest, Mark Pentagraf. I pronounced that last name right. Pentagraf with a D. All right. <laughs> and uh, obviously, you won one of the biggest trophies in kayak bass fishing today. It's the Bassmaster Kayak National Championship. They're calling it, right? Yeah. It's not the, calling uh, it, though. Bass, Bass Master, Bass Nation, Kayak Shadow. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They they tend to always be nowadays with all yes. the with all the sponsorships and everything. Got to have that Alphabet Club going. Oh yeah. So uh, I wanted to start the show off first with uh, just introducing yourself. Obviously, people should know, but nowadays. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll we'll start with that, and then we'll get on into it. Okay. Uh, Mark Pentagraph, Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> it's not that easy. The, okay. All right. 
Uh, how long you been kayak fishing for? Uh, we're coming up on six years around there. I started yeah. uh, actually bass fishing and kayak fishing hand in hand for about six years now. So, okay, All right. that's good. All right, so what what I wanted to have you on here for is to talk about the mindset uh, going into that practice. Uh, I don't know how many how many days did you actually? You only got two days of practice, right? We got three. We got, uh, we got Sunday. Uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday were practice days. Okay. So we can start with the uh, first day of practice. Okay. Uh, what was your mindset going into that day? And then so on and so forth. Got you. Kind of. Uh, mindset was pretty simple. Go out and find fish. Um, I was really not too worried about it. Um, I don't tend to take the old, whole tournament scene extremely serious. Um, I, I just like to fish and meet everybody and get to talk. But uh, going into practice, um, Possum Kingdom has usually been a good like for me in pre-fishing and always failed me come tournament day. So I wanted to check out areas that I, I don't frequent very often and check them for fish. So I started at the state park on Sunday, um, fished around and caught some good fish. And that's right across from Possum Hollow and Fox Hollow which are areas that hold fish really well that I fish on a regular basis. Um, so I wanted to check the state park because I've never been over there and ran around there. Um, water was real stained up, which I'm not used to on Possum Kingdom due to all the rain we've had here in Texas. Um, so that that was new. I had to adjust to that, got rid of everything that I had tied on for clear water <laughs> fishing and gone back to just my normal, normal stuff, a little bit more chartreuse in my mix, stuff like that. Um, did, did the whole state park all day on Sunday. Um, I started at like nine in the morning, got down there a little late. Um, got off the water early about two o'clock, uh, went back to the state park cause I was in a tent camp for the week. Um, didn't have a house rented or anything. Didn't plan on staying with nobody. Kind of just threw it together last minute because I totally forgot about finding a place to stay. <laughs> so, uh, went back, got camp set up, uh, went out, ate dinner, um, Went back, went to sleep, and then Monday morning, uh, woke up to the awesome storm that rolled through. Yeah, I've uh, seen that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was nuts. Uh, it flipped my canopy that I had set up, that I had all my stuff under. It flipped it on top of my tent, mangled the canopy, ripped a giant hole in my tent, so I was getting rained on. Um, grabbed all my clothes and electrical stuff, ran to the truck, and waited out the storm in there. And uh, once the storm quit, uh, I saw some kayakers on the water. I went and checked all my stuff, realized there was no saving it. Um, jumped on Airbnb, found a house, and I messaged the guy. I was like, hey, man, I'm about to rent your house. Is there any way I can get in there like right now and not wait till 4 o'clock? I was like, I've got to unload all my stuff, got to move it all. And he was real cool, let me do it. So I got over to my Airbnb, dumped all my stuff as quick as I could. And I got on the water about, I want to say 11, 11.30. Uh, I went over to where I ended up fishing the tournament at um, on it's about mid lake. It's called the bluffs and uh, went in there launched. Uh, I have a couple good points that I can fish in there and there's some really good bluff walls with a lot of chunk rock under it. Um, so you can usually pick them up pretty easy in there. And I found some good fish. Um, wasn't a hundred percent sold on that spot. Just, it was 
not very constant in the bite, not very consecutive. It was bite here, bite another 200 yards down the bank, maybe something like that. Um, so it was real frustrating after the morning that I had. <laughs> that it, was, it, it didn't produce like something I would think that it would. So I loaded up and uh, ended up going to another marina, and it looked like the entire tournament field was there. Um, ran into my buddy, uh, Joshua Evans, and we went and piddled around for a little bit and then headed back in and then uh, went to de- eat and have some drinks and everything. So, once again, just keeping my mind off of fishing as much as possible. Um, wasn't real sold on the lake at this point. Um, I was just hoping for a top 30 finish. Wasn't really hyped about it. Just – it was normal fishing. I just, I didn't find anything that I was like, yeah, I'm about to win this yeah. tournament. So, uh, day three of practice, uh, woke up a little late, uh, got out on the water. Um, I had one more spot that I wanted to go check and, um, ended up going to that same, you know, where almost the entire field was the day before. And there's another 50 trucks there. And I walked there and went straight across the lake. Um, there's some shallower boat houses over there. And they hold fish pretty well, um, but the mud line had crept into those boathouses, and I had done some flipping in there throughout the day, and I just didn't really pick up anything. I think I caught one bass and six goo, uh, black drums. Yeah, drums. yeah. Um, sounds like somebody's murdering my child out there. Big uh, you're fine. You're fine. I know how that goes. Um, yeah. But uh. Did, did that and it was unproductive so i wasn't really excited about the tournament yeah, in general. yeah I, I heard i heard you say it on in the other interviews you weren't you weren't expecting the outcome kind of yeah no Please. definitely not um i knew i might have enough enough fish in a couple different spots that i could string together at least yeah. the top 30 finish and cash a check and yeah that was my mindset going into the top 30 woo so um that that was it. It just it wasn't anything particular. So So did very, did, did that mud kind of really mess the lake up? Like I, I wasn't down there at all. I, I just I know of what I've seen. Yeah. Versus kinda so, is that is yeah. that normally a clear lake or it is. It's usually a gin clear lake with stained okay. areas that you can go to get away from the clear water. No. Um, whereas this time it was muddy and you were searching for cleaner water, which was really weird. So um, kind of the exact opposite of what you're, you're used to on yeah, that lake. For that lake, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't like clear water anyway, so the areas yeah. I typically fish are out on the main channel okay. um, of, of the lake where it's a little bit dirtier out there because it clears up into the coves and everything gets real clear yeah. back in there. And I just don't like fishing like that. Um you got to be finesse. You got to make huge long casts, stuff like that. And I, I like to get right up next to stuff and fish it. So, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. And so I was really disheartened when the lake was muddy. Um, it, it really threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. And usually on this lake, when it really does get dirty, um, the fish kind of lock down. They don't really do much. That was in the past, though, we found out. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I just I didn't have a lot of hope for the tournament, and so that I mean that's about how I went into it. Going yeah. well, you know, I got to make the trip, got to see some good buddies, and we'll fish for two days and see what happens. So that that was practice. It was 
wasn't anything special. Just yeah, it's yeah. So uh, waking up day one, did you kind of have a place you want you went to or yeah? Was it? Um, I knew um, the best, the, the most quality fish I found was in the bluffs, uh, the bluffs yeah. in Hell's Gate. Um, so I mean that was that was where I was gonna go. I had pretty much decided that uh, when I saw the entire field at the other ramps. So um, when I see more than twenty trucks of competitors at one ramp, I tend not to want to go fish there. Yeah. Um, and the area that I at the bluffs, um, there's a twenty five dollar ramp fee there, so a lot of people won't go fishing because they don't want to pay twenty five bucks to launch a kayak. Um, Whereas I don't care because that marina during the summer when they're open, they've got pizza and Red Bulls. <laughs> and, I mean, I knew I, I could go there and go fish, come back, grab some food, go back out. And that that was important to me. <laughs> so, yeah. But, it's uh, always yeah. nice to have the food by the water. It is. It is. And, and the girls that work that marina are super sweet. Um, yeah. So it, it's, it's the Bluffs, Bluffs Marina on Possum Kingdom. It's right over there in the sportsman area. So. Okay. But uh, day one, I knew I was going to the bluffs. Um, we were out the night before, and I, just, I don't think I got back to the cabin until about twelve thirty. Um, Sounds to, typical. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> my normal, that's my normal yeah. tournament schedule. It yeah. seems like. Um, did that and uh, woke up about four o'clock. Uh, got everything ready. Got to the ramp, um, and there wasn't really. I think there was five other guys at the ramp. Um, and I was like, well, I'm, I found them on bluff walls on that chunk rock. I was like, I'm just going to run around and throw a crankbait all day. I mean, that's about all I can do. Yeah. Um, and I had a good point that I had caught some fish topwater that were chasing shad there. And uh, I hit that started. That was my starting point. First, thing, I was like, man, they're going to be here. They're going to be shoving these bait up on this shallow point. And I was super excited. Like, man, I'm going to get to throw my walking baits. I love throwing them. <laughs> love catching fish on them. Um, and six o'clock hit, I started casting. It was still pretty dark, so I couldn't see water clarity or anything like that. Um, I fished there for about 30, 40 minutes. I had a couple misses and I think they were more sand bass and striper than bass. Um, and when the sun finally came up, I could see the water. I had noticed that it completely had changed. Um, it was a stained color two days before that to where it was muddy now. So I was like, there pretty much goes my top water shed by the hose after. Yeah. Um, so I burned off that point and ran down to Hell's Gate. And there's some good bluff walls in there that hold fish no matter what time of year it is. Um, got after it with the crankbait. So from about 7.30 to 12.30, um, I, I ran around those bluff walls. Um, I had four little fish. I think my biggest one was 17 and a quarter, a 12, 13, and a 14. Um, so 12:30 rolls around, like you know what, screw it. I, there's no way I'm gonna win. Yeah. There's, there's no way I'm placing top 30 with these fish. Um, yeah. so I was pretty much defeated at that point. So I was like, I'm just gonna head back to the ramp and I'll just fish around there until it lines out. So I made my little 15 minute trek back to the ramp, 15 20 minutes it's from ramp to Hell's Gate, Hell's Gate to the ramp. I got over to the ramp and I was gonna fish this bluff wall, which in all my pictures you'll see the bluff wall behind me. Um, and I was going to fish that, but, uh, Justin Faircloth was in there and he was fishing on it. So I was like, Oh, I'll just go over here. And I saw the ramp and there was like no one around. There's just fish popping on it. And I was like, 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm going to go over here and cast. So I, <laughs> I ran over there, and I think I had 5XD tied on and made the cast. And uh, I'm not a deep cranker by any means. Um, I was actually using one of my flip rods. Um, I'll throw some <laughs> square bills anyway. Yeah. And I have a uh, – all my rods are in the truck from the tournament yesterday. Yeah. I had my uh, ALX Icos uh, Thunder, and it's one of my flipping rods that I'll use for uh, matted vegetation and stuff. Yeah. It's a it's an extra heavy rod, and <laughs> I think it's a seven seven six seven three somewhere. So it's a heavier rod, and that's I mean I don't have a deep cranking rod, so that's what I was using. And I mean the five XD is not really deep, but it's deep for me. So I was like, it I need is. a big rod versus yeah. my regular cranking rod. So I grabbed that um, and the crankbait, and I threw it up. And the boat ramp runs from the shoreline down to about 15, 12 to 15 feet of water. And then there's another ledge about 20 yards out in front of that boat ramp. Mm-hmm. Um, I really got to dissect it uh, yesterday. I went back and fished the same spot <laughs> for another tournament. But uh, I just threw it up there. Bam, caught a striper right off the bat. I was like, yeah, that was awesome. It was mm-hmm. nice and striper i was like hell yeah five seven pound i was like yeah and I held it up just like is that a bass and i'm like no it's a striper he goes oh and i was like yeah but it was fun so i cast it back over there and caught a sand bass and at this point i was like well i'm really not gonna win um there's no better way to spend the last 30 minutes of a tournament than just catching fish yeah so i was like if these fish are stacked on here and i can sit here and catch sand bass and striper for the next 30 minutes fine let's do it um, and I legitimately made a bad cast. Um, and like I said, I I had given up all hope of this tournament. Yeah. So. And uh, I made a bad cast, and it went off to the left of the boat ramp. And I was trying to hit dead center, and boom, caught it like a 19-inch bass. And uh, I was like, okay. So I took a picture of it, cast it back over there, caught a sand bass, and cast it back, 20, 20 and a half inch bass. I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> And, uh, and I had in my head, I'm like, if I could just get a 20-inch bass, that put me at 77 inches. Um, that would put me where I could finish top 30. I just need one 20-inch yeah. or, well, the 19 cold out or finish the limit. The 20-inch or cold out my smallest fish. I was like, well, shit, let's keep going. And this is all yeah. seven to eight minutes, like seven, let's say about seven to ten minutes that this has all transpired. So by that time, Justin had came across because I was making all hell of noise pooping and hollering. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, made another cast, another 19-incher, made another cast, another 20-and-a-half, made some more casts, some sand bass. Um, and on that second 20-and-a-half that I caught, Justin was right – no, he was a little bit further away. And I was like, hey, you got a net? <laughs> yeah. I didn't have one. I left mine in the truck. Um, so he threw me his net so I could boat that fish because it only had one hook in it. And oh, that's a geez. that's a cool thing about kayak fishing is, I, yeah. I people are real helpful on the water when you need it. Yeah, um, and they'll cheer you on even if they're fishing against you. So it was really neat yeah. to have him there because he was he was pumping me up the whole time. Um, 
finished out the tournament. I had like, I think I pulled in another 18 something and I got its picture taken right at the two o'clock cutoff time. Um, and it set, set me up to have 99 inches. Um, so I started submitting fish, went over and sat on the boat ramp, um, went inside, got the Wi-Fi because my phone was running slow. Girls gave me the Wi-Fi and I started uploading fish and lo and behold, one of my 20 and a half inches on the iPhone 11, if you hold the camera button a little too long, it doesn't yeah. take a thousand pictures like the old iPhones. It takes a video. Yeah. I did that four times in a row. Um, so I couldn't submit a video. Um, I called Dwayne and Patrick and they're like, shoot us an email. So I shot him an email and everything. They're like, Hey, there's no way we can take something out of this video and it will attach the location and timestamp to it. I was like, Okay. I mean, it is what it is. I screwed up. I didn't take the picture. I ain't mad mm -hmm. at you. Um, I was like, that sucks. But it took me from 99 inches to 97. So I wasn't too upset about it. Um, had no idea where I was landing in the field as I was uploading fish. And got everything uploaded. Um, and started uh, to put all my stuff up, talking with Justin, and the leaderboard was still on, and I noticed that I had <laughs> moved all the way up to fourth place. <laughs> so, I was like, well, that that's a turn of events right there. So, I mean, getting off the water, then I was extremely hyped. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in fourth place in the Bassmaster. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and you I got to be here. 30 minutes ago, I thought I was about to pack up and go home. Uh -huh. So, um, that, that was definitely a, a change of direction for me. So, I mean, it Shows that you're never out when you think you are. You just got to keep fishing. You just, yeah, them. you just got to keep keep casting, basically. Yeah. So that was but fun. Then I heard now I heard a podcast. You saying that that night you purposely went out and did stuff. You went out to the bar and everything, trying to keep your mind off of the tournament. Yeah. So but, I, mean, <laughs> it, I do. I. I mean, and that's the way I am. Like I said, I don't take this whole tournament scene extremely seriously. There's yeah. a lot of people that do, and I don't hate them for it. I just, I don't. I don't live, eat, and breathe kayak fishing. Yeah. Um. I've got my son in premier baseball. My wife works full time. We've got the little one, and I've got a thousand other things going on that yeah. I'm not dedicated to map research and all that. Um. And also, I, I've never considered myself an extremely professional angler, anyways. I mean, I would start. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm gonna do me. Um, I'm gonna live. I'm gonna live the way I have. Not really oh, change yeah. anything. Well, you have to. You can't change anything. You know, you got yeah. the trophy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm the champ. So my way worked. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that night uh, we went out. Uh, my wife had called and told me that I need to take my ass home. Oops, sorry. Um, <laughs> But yeah, she told me you need to go home. You need to get rest. I'm like, no, this is what I do. It's my tradition. It's how it's how I fish yeah. tournaments. And yeah, we ended up uh, the bar we had been going to. Their AC went out um, the night before while we were there. We ended up drinking in their ice box because it was so freaking hot in that place. We had to go cool off. Um, so uh, Ryan had gone back and he called me and goes, "Hey man, AC's off. We're going to this other place." I was like, "Cool, I'll meet you there." Um, and it was the uh, PK sports lounge or something, sports bar. But uh, we went in there. Um, I ended up signing me and Ryan up for a pool tournament. Um, we <laughs> thought we were playing partners, turns out we were playing singles, and <laughs> he ended up almost winning the thing. It was hilarious. But uh, 
the cool thing was we had gone to the bars and were like, hey, you know, y'all don't got cornhole boards. And um, that's what we do. We sit around, drink, play cornhole. And um, can we bring our own boards in? We actually have them in the bed of the truck. And our boy Dylan had them in there. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you can go ahead and bring them in. Where are you going to set them up? And we kind of told them. And that's not where we put them. We went in and moved their tables out of the way and ran yeah. them. So we sat there and played cornhole and pool all night. Um, locals got in on it. It was a good time. I think I got back to the cabin at like 1. Um, and then I think I woke up at like 4.30 the next morning, yeah. which gave me just enough time to get to the boat ramp before uh, launch. Okay. So that was fun. Um, got to, <laughs> got to the boat ramp. Um, totally forgot my Red Bulls. Um, oh, that's bad. Yeah, I had that's... my jug of water. I went in, I loaded up all my stuff because I had to empty out my house that morning too that I was staying in because I'd only rented it to that day. Yeah. And uh, I had to throw all my shit in my truck that morning. So fast and furious, throwing everything in there. I just didn't grab <laughs> my Red Bulls out of the fridge before I left the house. I did fill up my water jug, so I was proud about that. That was good. That's good, yeah. though. Um, <laughs> got there, got everything unloaded, made sure I had my net this time. Um, Justin was there again. Um, Dylan Lyons was there. Daniel Lyons, sorry. Um, there was a couple other people. Um, and Daniel had actually caught a fish off the boat ramp the day before, but he was packed up and headed out at noon to another launch. And I was like, well, shit, he might be wanting to fish the boat ramp, not knowing what I did here yesterday afternoon. And I had made up my mind. I was like, I am fishing this boat ramp yeah. and the surrounding part of this marina right here because it's for some reason it's holding fish. So we were all sitting there before first, first launch in our kayaks. We had cleared off the boat ramp just in case boats came down because it's a one-lane boat ramp. And uh, we're all sitting there. I was like, hey, man, you know, I don't want to be rude. I was like, I know you caught a fish here yesterday. And I just want to let you know, I, I, I don't plan on leaving the boat ramp. He goes, oh, you're fine, man. I'm, I'm going to head out. And, I mean, he did great out there on the water. Finished in the top ten. So, huge shout out to Daniel. But uh, I, I sat on that boat ramp all day. Um, I think my first fish was, like, between two and four cast in the morning. I, I think I registered him at, like, 607, um, 24-inch nine-pounder. So, as soon as I caught that fish, man, like, I started shaking. Um, I was like, oh, my God, my day is about to be phenomenal. Like, this is my first fish. This is the biggest fish I've seen on this lake, which is, no, I take that back. I, I've caught a 20 and a quarter, but it was real sickly Yeah. At, at another tournament like two years ago. But I was like, this fish was big and healthy. And I was like, oh, my God, my day, this, I was like, this is how my day is going to go. And then I caught like a 22 right after that. And I was just like, I was still shaking. I was just sweating mainly because, you know, we'd been out every night of the tournament. And I think that had a lot to do. I was just pouring yeah. out sweat. And then I caught some 17s. Um, the camera boat had showed up. Um, they were there. I was talking with them. And I caught some 17s and like an 18. And then I caught a 19, a 20, a 23. Well, no. Yeah, the 23. So I had... The 24, the 23. No, I had a 21 and two 19s. And uh, I was like, I, I don't know what else I'm going to do. And I was like, it's an hour and a half into this tournament, and I've already broke 100 inches. Like, <laughs> what do I do with my time yeah. now? Like, 
So I sat on there and I'd let it rest for a minute. And, you know, people were messaging me like, oh, my God, you're killing it, dude. Keep grinding. And they're like, keep going, keep fishing. I'm like, well, yeah, I got like nine hours left in this time. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so I kept fishing. Um, camera boat left. The old town crew showed up. They were there to do pictures and all that. Um, and I just kept fishing and I find, and I ended up catching another 21 or 22 and I called out one of my 19s and then somebody, my friend started messaging and they were like, yeah, get rid of that last 19. Woo. And, uh, I let the boat ramp rest a little bit. I went and piddled around, um, went all the way to the end of the Marina. They have like a six mile long, it seems like thing of boat slips just in a straight line right down the bank. And when you get to the end, you can go back in there behind them, and there's a good ledge back in there that has a lot of timber on it. Went in there and made some casts, lost lost crankbait. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm going to go back to the boat ramp. <laughs> Went back, and I, I caught another 20 or a 21. I don't exactly remember, but I called out my last 19, and I was like, okay. So I was like, sweet. Um, and at that point, I was like, you know, I, I honestly feel like I won this tournament, like, at that point, I didn't know what to do. I, I've never been in that situation. Um, I, I, I didn't know how to feel. Didn't, I just yeah. didn't know what to do. Um, and I continued to fish the boat ramp the entire day. I'd leave and go hit the bluff wall real quick and then come back and caught a bunch of smalls. I mean, I don't really count them small. They were 17s and 18s, but they didn't help me. Yeah. Um, so I caught fish off that ramp all day. I caught sand bass and stripers, too, mixed in there. Um, and it got to where I could pinpoint what kind of fish I was going to catch when I made a cast from left side of the boat ramp to the right side of the boat ramp. It seemed like they were just all staged in those three sections. So stripers to the right, sand bass all over the middle of the boat ramp, yeah. black bass to the <laughs> left. And uh, it got to where on the hook set, I pretty much know what I had coming in because the stripers would come straight up. The sand bass would run right at me. And then when I hooked a bass, it seriously felt like I was setting a hook into a bag of concrete. It didn't matter what size those bass were. It was like they were running head on towards the ramp and catching that bait. It was nuts. Um, and it, it was just, it was a blast. Um, coming off the water at the end of the day, um, Justin was there. Daniel Lyons was there. We were all just tucked up under the cover of the marina in a boat slip. The old town people were there. Um, the girls at the marina had, uh, giving me a Red Bull and a pizza on credit because I left my wallet in the truck. And uh, so we were sitting out there and I was drinking my Red Bull and eating my pizza and doing an interview with Old Town. And they're like, do you think you won? I was like, I don't know, man. You know, Joe was on some really good fish yesterday and he had fish today. Like he, he hadn't slowed down. And I was like, if, if I did win, it's going to be close. But at the time, I honestly didn't think I won it. Um, and it was mainly do that two inch deduction from day one. I was like, at this time, I really, really need that two inches. Yeah. I would have felt safe. Um, and there, and I lost two fish that day that were just as big as the 24 incher. Um, I just, I didn't get to buy And they were in the late afternoon. I just didn't get a good hook sets in them. And it was nobody's fault, but my own, um, my gear did exactly what it was supposed to. Um, and I, I run that extra heavy. So when I crank bigger crank banks, mm -hmm. I usually use that heavier rod, um, with like 15 pound fluoro P line, the, uh, Brazex and, uh, 
that's what I run on it because it helps that crankbait get a little bit down deeper and stuff and not so much stretch. But I think that actually hindered me on some of those hook sets because it just it allowed the fish to get away. It didn't give it enough yeah. give. Now, I think I was more pulling the bait out of their mouth than I was keeping it in there. But um, I was I, I just didn't know coming off the water how it went and not having awards till the next day, man. Um, I'm yeah, going to tell you. I was that was, wreck. My that was gonna be the next question. Yeah, uh, <laughs> having to wait that extra day probably Man, it, was the worst. It was. Um, we ended up. I ended up going out again. The night. Um, I made it back home. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending. Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, Lambert and uh, Dylan, not Daniel, but Dylan uh, and Joshua Evans came down stage in downtown Fort Worth. Now I live right outside in North Georgia Hills. Halton, Watauga. I live like in three different cities. I don't know. My yard changes every six months. So <laughs> cities can never make up their mind who owns this piece of property. <laughs> Anyways, they they came down. They're like, hey, man, we're going to go out to P.F. Chang's and we're going to meet some of them. And Ryan's like, some of my buddies are in town um, and they're going to go to Billy Bob's. It's cool, man. I'll meet you at P.F. Chang's. Give me just a little while. And I got home, got showered. Told my mom, I was like, hey, I love you. Gave her a hug, kiss. She's like, well, did you win? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I really don't. And it's really bothering me. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, but Ryan and them came down, you know, just to celebrate, you know, the great day that I had and everything. And Ryan was turning around to leave to go back to fish in Tennessee in his club because he was in the running for ALY. And uh, he was like, I'm going to come down. We'll party tonight, hang out and celebrate. I mean, just great, great tournament you had. I was like, cool. So we went down to Billy Bob's, met up with all his buddies um my friend albert allegra works there and he took us down uh got us down on the table in front of the stage we got to hang out down there and uh people were like hey man congrats on maybe a win but a great tournament i don't know and that didn't help any and then brian and josh were over there with joe and they had fished with him and they kind of knew what he had but didn't know the exact numbers they're like dude we don't know we don't know where you're at. It's going to be really, really close. I was like, well, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Like you're no help to me whatsoever. <laughs> um, so we got, I got through the night, woke up the next day and they're like, I was going to go up to the expo and hang out. I had some friends that were working booths up there and everything. Um, so I got up there about 12, walked around the expo. I was like, Hey man, did you win? Do you know? I was like, I'm not going to know for another three hours, but thanks for asking. Yeah. Thanks. And, uh, so it was just, I was a nervous wreck. Um, emotions were all over the place. And then we get back um, to the boat yard on the other side of the Coliseum and Dwayne's talking to us and everything. We load up in the Texas Toyota trucks and head over to the arena and they drop us off back there. And we're talking with the bass people and everything. Then it sets in that uh, Dwayne walked me out so I could see the stage and everything. And it, at that point it really said, it's like, Oh my God, I was like, I'm about to walk across the Bassmaster stage, and I know I'm either first or second. 
I was like that, and it, it all started hitting me. Yeah. I started breathing heavier, <laughs> trying to just keep tears back. That you know, I mean, this is an accomplishment that a lot of people yeah. dream of. And I mean, it's not like I was fishing the Bassmaster Classic, but I was fishing the kayak mm-hmm. championships. I mean, that's still that's a big deal. It, it's but, it's and, and, one of the biggest deals in our in our sport as of right now. Definitely, that's definitely. for sure. I mean, it it now this and the TOC they're both up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't knock anything from TOC. That's that's an amazing field that they put on there. So, but uh, I saw the Bassmaster stage and emotions started coming in. And I'm an emotional guy. That you know, I'm usually pretty happy go lucky. Um, and I don't, I don't, you don't see me cry a lot or get sad yeah. or emotional. I just, I don't do that stuff. So, and all these new emotions are coming in, and I'm just not really knowing how to handle it. And then they walk us out. And we're standing off to the side of the stage. They're like, hey, we're going to call you up one at a time. No particular order. They call up the first couple anglers. And, of course, me and Casey Reed are like the last two that they call because of our last names being at the bottom of the alphabet. <laughs> and uh, so we're I'm standing there. And you know, Patrick Malone got a picture you know, of me getting ready to walk up. And I'm just messing with my pants. I was so nervous going up there. And they had terrified me of the steps going up to the stage they're like hey watch where you're going use the handrail because you'll trip and of course you know Dwayne goes up there and on Dwayne's way up he trips so I'm terrified to walk up the stage and just you know face first into the floor and um, I get up there and I'm standing there and I see all the kayak friends that I have down there from DFW um, the kayak Bass Nation guys you know just everybody that some of the people that were at the tournament some of our local anglers that just came out to support me. Um, it, w- it was really cool. I was trying not to cry, just waiting. Um, they started at 10th, started yeah. working their way up and uh, doing everything I could, you know, hugging everybody that got a check, shaking their hand. I'm like, yo, this is great. And yeah. I was just trying to control it. And uh, then they got to us, me and Joe. And we both got to go talk, and I went first, and I stuttered, and I sounded like a redneck. <laughs> and <laughs> I got to see the interview afterwards. I'm like, oh yeah. no, it was like me and me and uh, old Robinson should be friends. <clears throat> but uh, I went first, and then I had to go stand out in the front of the stage, right behind the trophies, while Joe talked. And then Joe got to come out, and we stood there next to each other. You know, we're like, yeah, man, and uh. Then they started announcing, and they're like, and in second place, and I knew I had 209 inches and a quarter. I mean, that was ingrained in my brain. It's still there. Um, can't see it, but my wife even got a little placard to put on my trophy. It says it. It says, uh, Mark Pentagraph, 209 inches, highest two-day total in Turning X history. And she got that put on there for me. But uh, that was ingrained in my brain. I was like, so if he says anything other than that, I know I'm going to win anything below that. It's mine. And they called out in second place with 208 and I lost it. Um, I, I had planned like, I'm going to jump and scream and I'm going to just do all this crazy stuff. Cause I didn't want to cry. Um, I didn't want anybody to see me cry. And uh, I went just to do something with my hands and ended up just grabbing my face. Yeah. I came. yeah. Um, so I turned away real quick. And try to suck it up, 
turned back around. Joe's like, give me a hug. <laughs> Joe's a great hugger. Gave him a big old hug. Shook his hand. Um, Ryan, I turned around. Ryan had the trophy. Getting Ryan Lilly had the trophy. And hugged him. And he gave me the trophy. And I held it up. And, man, that was it. I, I don't think words can explain the feeling that there is with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with that one. It's kind of it's a so real moment kind of deal. Dude, it, it, was, it was. Yeah. It was really surreal. Um, then they let Joe go and talk, talk about his day and his trophy. and Or I went back over there and talked. I don't remember. But they told me to go walk back out to the front of the stage and hold up the trophy. Yeah. And I did, and I did the whole woo, held it up. And all I saw was my buddy uh, Guillermo Gonzalez. And Guillermo was a real professional guy. Like, when you talk to him, he's just real self-assured. And, like, he doesn't – he's not all over the place. And I watched him come unglued, and then I lost it again. And I saw all my other friends down there jumping and screaming. I could hear my wife from the <laughs> second row of the – she was up there in the handicap section with my dad. And it was just – it was so unreal to just be able to experience that and see the passion of my friends for me at that point in my life. It was just, it was really cool. Yeah. that I mean, it, ha- it has to be, and, and you, I think you held it up kind of, kind of better than probably I would <laughs> out there. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, I watched the live. It, 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 it was going to be some type of emotional win something that of that prize. Yeah. But yeah, you held it, it up pretty was. good. <laughs> so, so, I mean, yeah. And, I mean, it, it's still cool um, being at the expo the next couple of days. People, you know, wanted to talk to me. I actually got to sign autographs, which that was really Jeez. Neat. I've only done it as jokes before. And uh, the actual people want my autographs, like those big Rapala lures. Like, I yeah. signed a couple of those for some younger guys that uh, kayak fish and, you know, they bass fish in their high schools and stuff. And that was really neat. Um, met a couple of little kids. Um, I, one kid wanted my badge that I had on me so I could get backstage and get to the parking lot with my truck. <laughs> and I and I went to go give it to him. I was like, oh, wait, man, I got to have this so I can get back. <laughs> so I was like, I'll send it to you, though. And I ended up sending that to him and his brother and a couple of fishing poles and stuff. And uh, it was just real cool. And then especially what, you know, Joe did with the donations and everything. I mean, that, that was huge. Oh, um, yeah. Jay and uh, I actually ran into uh, Jason Barokoff today. And, uh, we were down in the stockyards messing around, and he walked right by, and he just moved her from Cali. So I was like, hey, you like in Texas? And he turned around, and he didn't recognize me because he hadn't seen me yet. He goes, yeah, I'm like, oh, what's up, buddy? <laughs> so I got to see him, and, man, he's he's super pumped with everything that's going on for them. So it's, Oh, yeah, it's, it's still awesome. It's and awesome. rolling along, so – yeah, it, it has to be awesome. It is. I know you – I've seen a couple of posts where you got to go backstage and everything and talk to the pro anglers. I did. I did. That was, that was cool. Um, was, some, that, was that for all you guys or was that, was that uh, for just the top ten? Just the top ten were able to do that. Um, okay. I didn't see anybody else back there. Um, and I just – I went in and uh, – just I found a little speaker box to sit on. I was like, you know, I'm just going to sit here and take pictures of them as they roll by. And the first couple came through and I was like, Hey, smile. <laughs> <laughs> Their pictures. And they're like, 
and I got to talk to a couple of them and um, introduce myself. A couple of them had heard my name, so they they knew who I was, which was really neat for me that you know those pro pro bass fishermen that I, I watch on TV on a regular basis knew my name. Yeah. And I was like, man, that, that's that's freaking sweet. Um, got to meet the, the llama himself. That that was a big deal. He's one of my favorites. So um, Matt Robinson, you know, on him guy. That dude's a yeah. trip. But I mean, they're they're some of the most genuine people you'll ever get to talk to. I don't think any of them are rude or standoffish. I mean, I got like two minutes just to talk to them before they rolled out into the arena. So, but they're extremely extremely cordial, really nice. Um, so, hats off to those guys yeah. for just being real people and not letting fame go to their heads. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they, they're normally like that always. But I mean, it seems like. He- from not not thinking you're gonna even finish in the top thirty to first place, and that in and of itself is kind of amazing. Yeah, how that, how all that worked out, man. It <laughs> it was. It, I mean, it's definitely mind boggling looking yeah. back at it now. Going, man, just to think I was getting ready just to fucking quit. Yeah, sorry, I'm working yeah. on <laughs> cussing as much. Um, I gotta, you know, have more professional yeah. mouths. But uh, yeah, uh, no, like you know, I was getting ready just to quit, get off the water. I didn't care anymore. To um, you know, f- looking into fish, finding them there, and then then those fish being so deering and loving to stay there and wait for me to come back on day two. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I wish I could say, yeah, man, I grinded. You know, I mapped it. I went out. Mm. And I found my spots and. And, and in all reality, you know, I looked into it and, um, you know, and I mean, that's a lot to do with fishing. I mean, you can map all you want and Mm -hmm. go out and if you spend time on the water, you put point A with point B and one, two, threes, and you figure it out, you figure out the gist of fishing and you know where you can go to typically find fish. But, uh, I want to say most of it's luck because you're like, oh man, this spot looks great. I'm gonna go check it out, and you check it out, and there's fish there. Well, you you didn't make those fish appear. Your your map yeah. that he didn't make those fish congregate there. It's, you got lucky and you found a good spot that looked good to you, and you found them. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it is just you know sometimes it's fish in the moment too. Yeah, and. Put everything behind you, even like you said, you don't really do map study, but even people who do do map study, you know, there's times where they don't even catch fish on all the work that they did. Yeah. They uh, just. Man, I've, I've, I've spun out in so many tournaments. Uh, I've had a great plan going in and it started off great and then it shuts off and I lose my mind and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And I'll just start piddling around the lake, not really fishing and doing stuff like that yeah which was about what was about to happen to me and if it wasn't for that striper i'm gonna give that striper all the credit yeah. if it wasn't for that fish i wouldn't have made a second cast of that boat mm. ramp and uh i probably would have aimed towards the docks or something but that, you know, i'm gonna give all the credit to that striper <laughs> Now you said, and and I mean it's not about the mindset part of it now, but you said that area was kind of had the current going through it a certain way, or so. Yeah, um, I figured it out on day two um, after I'd already waylaid fish and then 
didn't know why they were there. When it slowed down, I was able to start, you know, casting here, dissecting stuff. Um, you know, there's some logs that would <clears> pop up and travel through the marina right there, which I was like, man, that's really awkward. You know, it'd make it all the way through these boat slips and a log would appear. And then uh, I hooked something dead middle of the boat ramp. And I had run my crankbait down this thing all day and not hung up once. And I got hung up at the bottom of the boat ramp, went over there and get, was able to lean over and get my arm all the way in the water and get it unhooked. And uh, I, I was like, you know what? And I backed off and kind of went around the boat ramp. And sure enough, you could see the current up against the uh, bluff wall in the back side of that marina. And it was pulling all that water from the creek when they opened that gate. And it was just draining right along that bluff wall, right over the top of that boat ramp, out to the main channel. And I didn't know. I thought the current was going to be on the other side against the bluff wall, which was behind me. I figured that was the main channel. And it looked like it was pulling it on my side and that's the only thing i could figure out that held those fish there is just they had somewhere to sit and wait for just bait fish to swim on by but that yeah i mean there's definitely current over that ramp a lot of driftwood and stuff was coming through there so okay yeah i just it was kind of interesting to see that you just on a random random out of random found it and then made yeah. a made a tournament win out of it so, uh, yeah, um, I got to go back yesterday and I fished the same spot, same boat ramp, uh, put up a limit early in the morning, not a huge one, 88 inches, but, uh, went out and I was able to actually dissect the boat ramp. The water was a little bit clearer, still di pretty dirty, but, uh, just more of a stain than mud. And, uh, I could see a little bit more defined shape to the boat ramp, a little bit lower in the water. And, uh, there's definitely a huge drop off on one side of it right there where they just tuck in underneath it. Um, and it runs right into sand. So that whole shelf is just sand. Um, I fished a little bit deeper yesterday. Um, found out there's some grass a little bit further out in front of that boat ramp. Not a lot, but there's some. Um, so it was, it made more sense being back there this time versus just trying to, you know, hammer out fish and win a tournament. Yeah, I was able to dissect it a little bit more. Um, it didn't help me as much, but yeah. <laughs> at least I know what I know what's really there now. So, um, but yeah, I, I showed up yesterday, and the first fish was a uh, twenty incher, and then the second one was a twenty one and a quarter. So it was though there's still big fish on it, but it was it, it's an amazing little boat ramp. I loved it. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it, man. I, cause I know because I've seen it I, now it's a couple weeks past the tournament and people are putting out their YouTube videos. And I'm seeing there's a lot of people who struggle at that tournament. And yeah. To hear you say that you were pretty, you were struggling too and then you just happened to find it. It's kind of, kind of weighs on the, you know, keep, just keep your head down and keep grinding it out. Yeah, deal. definitely keep casting. Um, I think in six years, I've only left, I want to say maybe two or three tournaments early um, due to not catching fish. Um, I've left a couple others early due to sporting activities and stuff that we had scheduled with the kids. Yeah. But due to not catching fish and spinning out, I've only left two, two to three early. And I've always regretted that. I'm like, well, man, if I would have just kept fishing, you know, I, I might have found them. So I've made it a point, you know, up to fish all the way to last cast 
unless you know i have 112 inches and i can sit there and just bullshit with people yeah <laughs> pretty <laughs> much the last, last 30 minutes a day too I, I didn't make a cast um i just sat there and talked with everybody and had a good time so but uh yeah i've always made it a point you know fish all the way to last cast um you never know what you're gonna find um and you know being somebody you know i've, I've had my ups and downs um i've had some decent finishes um but i've had a lot of bad finishes coming into tournaments and uh it just you've got to keep fishing um you can't let it beat you down uh, momentum's a real deal in this sport it really is um if you can build your own momentum you're gonna do good you're gonna finish where you want to be so i just keep fishing <laughs> Well, we, we can end it on that then. That, that yeah. sounds good. <laughs> I want to thank you first off for joining me. I know last last week didn't necessarily work out for us, but yeah, I'm happy that I got you on this week. And Man, I, uh, I appreciate you having me, dude. It's it's awesome being on here with you. Yeah. Uh, any closing? Uh, any sponsors or anything? In oh yeah. I mean, of course, uh, Old Town. Um, it's a boat I'm in. They take really good care of me. Um, I was actually opening some mail from them when I was sitting here with you at the beginning. Um, nice. they, they're, they're phenomenal. The Autopilot 120, the spot lock is just an insane feature to have, especially in kayak fishing, where you always have to fight for position. I no longer have to do that. And I can actually fish thoroughly now. Um, then uh, Excite Baits, they're all hung up here behind me. Um, makes a great soft plastic, great crankbaits. Um, he just released his... Uh, XB one double D, I think it is. I got a couple boxes of them. Yeah, it's that one right there. Nice. Little dives to about 10 feet, 10, 12 feet. I got a couple boxes of those that I've been playing with. Um, he makes great baits. Lloyd's a great guy. Um, I'm with ALX Rods, um, they make a quality product. Um, as kayak anglers, we beat the crap out of our rods. Absolutely. Um, I've been with ALX over two years now. Um, none have failed on me due to regular use. Um, I have broken two because um, I have a ceiling fan in my fishing room right here. And <laughs> I shoved it up in there and I had them in my hands and I didn't have my rod covers on them or anything. And they went right through the fan. I hit them into the ceiling, and they just broke. And I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I told my buddy about it. He's like, oh, yeah, I break my stuff on the ceiling fan all the time. Like, <laughs> That's great. But uh, ALX rods, man, um, without without that thunder, I don't think I would have caught the fish that I did. So it, it had enough give in it to keep them on there and enough backbone to make sure I got a good hook set. So it was Give 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 props to them, and then uh, lose for making awesome reels. Uh, the reel I ended up having to use on day two was a little ninety nine lose pro series. You know, just a basic one, little ninety nine dollar reel that I've had for like five years. Um, I bird nested my custom that I use for cranking on like early in the morning, <laughs> and I, it was bird nested to where there was no saving it. So I had to yeah. cut off a couple other reels to try them out. And that's the one that ended up being, you know, the smoothest for me to use. And man, I for five years old, um, I mean, just my normal maintenance on it, dude. I I put that reel through through its paces. And it 
they have a quality product that held up. So that that was cool. Yeah, no, I, I have a couple lose also that I use. They are good reels. They are. They, they, they get a lot of bad talk, but man, there's there's some really good stuff. Enough that I went and bought three more a couple <laughs> days ago. So yeah, yeah, no, they're good reels. All right, like I said, it was it was good having you on, and uh, we'll close the show out here, man. Thank All right, you. Man. Have a good Thank night. You. Thank you. You too. Bye.